Welcome back to another episode of the Lawn Feed. Today we have a special guest. Wait, well, this is awkward because you're wearing that same polo Somebody's that I'm wearing, change. and you're wearing the same polo that I'm wearing. Yeah. Huh. Oh, well, it's like we meant for this to happen or something. But anyway, with me, I have Jordan from the Lawn Tools and Andrew with the Dad Bod Lawn. Hello. How's it going? So today, so for this episode, we're going to do something a little special. We have a guest with us, Jordan. Now, are you the left tool or are you the right tool? I am the right tool. Do I have a, yeah, I have stickers over here. So that's been confusing for people. Uh, I don't know if it shows up on camera the right direction, but when you look at the logo, I'm on the right. He's on the left. And that was actually an Alan Hain thing. That was the lawn care nut himself when he first saw our logo. And I was in a group chat thing, and he was like, are we talking to the right tool or the left tool? And it just stuck <laughs> after that. All right. Uh, that's kind of cool, funny. though. Yep. Yeah. So the right tool is with us. Um, guys, thank you for tuning into this episode again. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Remember that we have a whole website uh, that has different podcasts, different topics, different blog posts. We have a merch store. Uh, we have so much stuff. So make sure you go check it out. Follow along with us. But for this episode, we're going to focus more on Jordan, and we like to start our podcast a little bit differently. We like to start out with some W's and L's, the wins and losses of the dad. Um, so Jordan, can you tell us what was one win and what was one L that was uh, that was most recent? Yeah, so I know you guys do this, and so I've been thinking about it and kind of dreading it a little bit because it's you got to be a little vulnerable to tell your dad loss, right, for the recent past. So, yeah. Um, but this week, my sort of project, I have like thirty thousand square feet on my lawn. So, my tank sprayer, I usually do it in five thousand square foot batches, and so I'll mix up a tank and do you know whatever. So that's just when I have time. So a lot of times that's early in the morning. I don't have headlights on my sprayer, but now that's something that I'm really thinking about getting because I could do that at 4 a.m. Because sometimes I mow at 4 a.m., but I have to wait until after workout, which is more like 6.15 or 6.30 a.m. to spray because I can't see anything before then. can't see where I've already sprayed. Anyway, um, I've been spraying in the morning and in the evening. So like doing a tank here and a tank there. So I'm just trying to fit it in whenever I can. So I'm like, okay, can I go like run out and spray a little bit? Yeah, you can do that, whatever. And she's putting the kids to bed. So she was putting the, my wife is the, she in this story um, was putting the baby to bed and the older two were just kind of like running around the house when I came in from spraying that tank two nights ago and we're just going crazy, like <laughs> everywhere. They were being loud. So they were probably keeping the baby up, um, making it harder for her to get him down. And they were getting all kinds of stuff out. There was food all over the place. And I was just kind of like mad. And I was sort of like all week, just been a little bit on edge. Like I need to get this done because I've had fungus. I'm spraying fungus um, mm. or uh, fungus, fungicide. And so I've had some fungus going on. And so I'm like kind of- spring fungus. My spring <laughs> fungus? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we've had a lot of dew recently. I guess the, as the temperatures have cooled down, it's just perfect conditions for it. But anyway, um, so I've been sort of like on edge like, wanting to get it down because I'm seeing the dollar spot popping up like as the days go by and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Like it's all, I'm starting to see brown spots. And so I'm wanting to get it all out and get it done. 
but I'm having to do like one tank at a time. So anyway, I was just going like kind of cranky about that anyway, for no reason, like just whatever. So I came in and there was food all over the place. And I just started like yelling at the kids. I was like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Like what's you know going on or whatever. Um, and I losing my temper, I guess is this is like the short way to say that. And then like realizing later, like today, thinking about it, when you ask about wins and losses, I was like, well, I knew that like yelling at them was dumb because I was the one that was out spraying the lawn and leaving a six and a four year old unattended in the house. (laughs) So like, I don't know, that was just really dumb of me. Like it was definitely a loss, like for me to come in and be like, what are you doing? You're doing this wrong. What did I expect them to be like sitting in their beds, like ready for bed saying, yes, father, we are ready for like nighttime. So anyway, like losing my temper and yelling at them for having food all over the place and that fun stuff. But I had a win. So it was Monday, Labor Day. Um, one of my buddies is probably going to start a little garden here on like on my 18 acres that I've got right behind my house. So he moved here from California not too long ago. He married a girl that's from here that I've known for a long, long time, whatever. So we've hung out quite a bit. But they moved here from California. They moved back. For, she moved back. He moved with her because he's married to her. And um, he's a farmer. Like they've been grape farmers like in california for a long time so he's run like big tractors and big equipment but he was like hey you know do you have any way we can get a brush hog and i'll brush hog your field um and then i can clear out a spot where i want to do the garden or whatever And i was like yeah it's cool my dad has a tractor and a brush hog and so he went over to my dad's house and got the tractor and drove it over here and brush hog like the whole field um it took him you know a couple hours or whatever and he did a really good job so i then i was going to take it back he had to go and he had to babysit his kids while his wife was going somewhere and so I, I didn't really, my, my son, my six-year-old wanted to go with me to take the tractor back. So we're going like some parts of it are on the road, mostly back roads, but I was also like, eh, I don't know if that's really safe. I'm not really sure if that's a good idea to take him with me, but I decided, okay, let's, let's do this. Like, it'll be good to spend some time together because the drive by car is between 15 and 20 minutes maybe, but, um, the drive by tractor <laughs> might take more like, I, it might've taken us maybe close to 45 minutes um because you're going a lot slower obviously but and all and all the back roads too so it's kind of like a roundabout way to get there but my son and i had like a really good talk there's like a little buddy seat in the tractor and so it's you know got a cab and everything so we're riding in the tractor and just like talking he's telling me about school and about his friends and all this sort of stuff and and we were talking about the future plans that vince knows about from this book we've been in a group together we went through this book called the intentional father and sort of this program um that you'd set up uh intentionally for ages like probably my plan is to do ages 12 to 18 like a six year long coming of age process and so i started asking about that and asking him he's only six years old but i was like you think that'd be cool to do he's already starting about like wanting to work out with me and things like that so uh you know talking about how excited he is to to do that sort of stuff and when he gets older we can get up early and we can read together and go through all this stuff and do workouts together um and he seemed really excited about it so I, that was just like a win, I thought, because I was like, man, like, I'm glad I decided to go ahead and take him with me. Um, and we had like a good, deep, meaningful conversation instead of just like, oh, let's turn on some, because you know, there's a radio in there or whatever, but like just talking for 45 minutes. I don't know, riding in a tractor. <laughs> I bet, I yeah. bet that's something he'll just be super excited about and remember for a really long time. I, I yeah. think that's, I think that's super cool. And uh, what, your, your loss, I'm so guilty of being like not thinking and reacting. Like I would have done the same thing coming inside the house. And then you think back, right? Um, sometimes I just don't think about 
you know, the situation that I left. Mm. And so I, I don't think anybody blames you there, man. I think everybody, at least, you know, as in the dad's dad realm struggles with that. So you're not alone, but, uh, let's, let's talk about how did all of this, you know, culminate for you? Like, where did, where did this start this YouTube social media? Like, I know for me, it was started off almost as like a joke and it quickly turned into something. Um, but I mean, you are on a whole nother level, my friend. So here's those numbers that I talked about earlier with you guys before the show. Okay. So the lawn tools, uh, Instagram, 85,000 followers. I think it's closer to 86, but at five sounding better. Okay. Yep. Uh, TikTok, 1.1 milli, milli, milli. milli. Okay? Yeah. Milli. YouTube, 72,000. That's impressive for a YouTube channel. And obviously you break a million on TikTok and that's uh, amazing. Yeah. I, I know you guys are on Facebook and that's a hard one to crack. Yeah. Um, I, but, um, to Facebook. I, I know you're involved with so much other stuff, uh, you know, Facebook groups that you run and stuff like that. But anyways, how did all this start for you, man? Like wh what was day one like and how did you get to where you are now? I have a really long version. Um, I'll give you the shorter version that like, the really long version is really long. <laughs> so yeah. basically, um, my brother and I, we lived in duplexes and the, we lived in the units that were beside each other. So we shared a yard in between. They're pretty small. Like the yard was probably only a couple thousand square feet total. Um, so we just didn't put a fence between ours um, and we shared the lawn. And then when we were building those and he's getting ready to move in, he's like, okay, so we need to get a lawnmower. And I was like, yeah, like I'll go buy one, whatever. Like I'll go to Lowe's and just grab what they have. Like do you have a preference? And he was like, yeah, no, not from Lowe's. No, we need to get one of those manual reel mowers because I want to make it like golf course grass. Cause I want to practice golf back here. And I was like, Oh, like, okay, that's weird. But I guess that could be fun. Maybe whatever. <laughs> um, and so he ordered one, he ordered the Scott's classic 16 inch manual reel mower. And it was, it was fun. <laughs> we started using that. We started learning a little bit, like buying some weed killer here and there and putting fertilizer out here and there and like little stuff like that. Um, and so then I started, uh, again, we'll, we'll keep it short, but, um, I, I, the responsibility of mowing fell on me. So the plan was with the manual mower, you got to mow pretty often. So you don't get behind cause it starts getting pretty tough. There were times I was doing wind sprints in the backyard, like trying to cut the grass. And so <laughs> I start, I started being the only one mowing. Um, and I was getting like mad about it. And I was like, why in the world isn't he keeping up his end of the bargain? He's supposed to be mowing in the middle of the week and I'm mowing on the weekends. Um, anyway, that was the plan and it's not happening. So I was just like mowing once a week and it was, I was getting behind and having to do those wind sprints. <clears throat> so, um, I just like let it stew. I didn't say anything. That's just how I do it. I don't know. I'm not going to like approach him and be like, Hey man, like you're supposed to be mowing, like whatever. And I mean, I might've given like a subtle joke or something at some point, but I didn't, I never told him like, Hey, go out and mow or whatever. I never said anything, never asked him why he wasn't doing it or whatever. Um, eventually I got to the point where I got sick of that. <laughs> and so I went and got, uh, I, I went on Craigslist. I think it was probably started from watching some Connor Ward videos. I was wearing my lawn rebel shirt last night and I was thinking, I was like, man, Connor Ward was like, like he started all of this. That guy got me going down this rabbit hole <laughs> and it's all his fault. Um, but love Connor and wish he would upload more. Cause now he's like on YouTube and he doesn't upload anywhere near as much as he used to. But, uh, anyway, so I started searching for a powered reel mower and found a true cut H 20, um, for like 300 bucks. And I bought it 
and that was a game changer. I was like, well, this is way easier. I can cut once a week, no problem, because this thing has an engine on it. So it was, it was life-changing. So that, um, I'm trying to think exactly what part of that, but at, again, long story short, I found out that the reason that he wasn't mowing was because he was fighting some pretty crazy depression that like he couldn't even get out of his bedroom. And there were like random times where I'd go out there and like see one, pa- one strip of the lawn mowed. Um, and I was so confused. Like, why did he come out here and mow one strip with this thing or like two or whatever? And I was like, why in the world did he come out and do not, not do the whole thing? Like, it's not that big. Why didn't he just mow the whole thing? And I was, and again, later on, um, find out more of the story when he told it like way later on, uh, he would tell himself to get out of bed and like could find just enough motivation to go mow one strip of the lawn. Uh, and then like, that's all he could take. And he'd get back inside and like, either go to bed again or like sit in the dark or whatever. Cause he was just so depressed. Like, and so then the next day he might've got out and mowed two strips and that's why there were two strips of the lawn. I was like, Oh my God. Like I felt like such a jerk when he was telling that story. I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like this was, this was maybe a year later or two years later. I don't, maybe two years later anyway. Um, so the reason that I started the YouTube channel, um, I had not heard that story yet, but I did know that he was, fighting some depression. Um, and so I was, we used to film videos like way back in the day when we were kids and he was always the one behind the camera telling me and my friends to do stupid stuff in front of the camera. Um, and so that's how it worked out. And he always wanted to be the one holding the camera and kind of doing some makeshift editing. We didn't have any editing. It was just the actual like film, you know, on, on tape. Um, so you would just back it up. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Yep. Rewind it and just record over it. So you're like, Oh, that take didn't go well. You rewind it and start recording it again. Uh, and that's how we would edit <laughs> on the fly or whatever and make these movies, these videos, and we could watch them on the camera or like hook it up to the TV and watch the, the videos that we had just made. Uh, so we did a lot of that. So I was like, okay, he likes filming. Um, I'm going to get into this lawn care thing. Maybe I was looking for a side hustle, you know, so I was like all these pieces together, like I'm going to help him beat depression by getting him motivated to do something and he's going to be the one filming and editing these videos. And it's going to be great. Then I can just take care of my lawn. He'll film and edit and we'll be the perfect team and it'll be awesome. And we'll be the lawn tools. Right. Um, and my wife is a mental health counselor. Uh, so you would think that I would know better than <laughs> it doesn't quite work that way. Just, Oh, find something that motivates you and you'll be okay. Like pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but I'm, but I'm dumb. So I didn't know that that wasn't going to work. Um, and it didn't really work. And I got let down a handful of times. Like I went and or planned out a video, like come over and help me do this video. And he just wouldn't show up or whatever and figured out that it wasn't going to work. I, I, so I kept doing it. I had done a few videos. I was like, all right, well, this is kind of fun for me. I'll just keep doing it. Um, eventually he like has done really well all by himself. Like no help from me. I can't take any credit for him, but um, he's married, two daughters. Like they just moved into their, well, they haven't moved into, they moved out of their old house they're getting ready to move into the new house. They're living with the mother-in-law right now. But um, anyway, doing awesome. And he's like doing way, way, way better as far as like mental health. Like it's, it's insane, the turnaround. So um, props to left tool (laughs) and and maybe he'll talk about it someday. I don't know. He's not exactly like, yeah, man. Well done. Well, to to speak. That's that's a big battle to overcome. Yeah. Um, So that's amazing. But that's sort of where the start came from. And then I just kind of, kept going and then and then like eventually when you know as he's getting better he got more motivated and there's been times where he's been more involved and he's done some editing and he comes over and helps me film and he'll do some stuff um so it's been it's been fun and we we've had tons of fun traveling all around and you know going like we went to utah and saw connor ward not too long after we started the youtube thing and then 
GIE and going up to Chicago, you know, to and Indiana, the Justin's house, and going to Florida to visit Alan Payne, just all at Baltimore for the PGA Tour. That's where like, the TikTok thing came in. Fall of 2019 is when I started doing TikTok, uh, which it, TikTok was pretty young. So I was like, oh, no one's going to care about lawn care on TikTok. So I'll have to just do something goofy and make it fun because like none of these kids are going to care. Um, and and they didn't for, you know, a while, like it took forever, you know, to like build up any kind of an audience, but uh, slowly but surely, like as being probably the one, the first person on there uploading videos of me mowing my lawn, you know, it was sort of goofy enough that it was, I guess, could be funny uh, and people gravitated towards it in a couple of videos, then go viral, whatever that means. And uh, it's been a it's been a cool journey because TikTok has led to a lot of the, the really cool stuff like the PGA Tour reaching out and flying us up there. And then we've gone to the Toro headquarters and um, just sort of all over the place, which has been really cool. That's incredible. I think, I think one of the funniest things that I discovered about you uh, wasn't necessarily your lawn tools account on TikTok, but it was your, (laughs) your, um, the TikTok (laughs) iDoc. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Hilarious. The the TikTok iDoc, a girl, one of my patients asked me about that today and I was like, yeah, like when COVID happened. So that was an interesting thing because the TikTok iDoc, had like 160,000 followers and the lawn tools probably had, I don't know, 6,000, like not very many. And so I was doing a lot with the TikTok IDOC and then COVID happened. We got shut down for six weeks. Um, and so I wasn't in the office. I wasn't around any optometry equipment. And I was like, this feels weird filming anything about eyes at my house. Like I'm not doing anything with patients. I wasn't going to go up there just to film a video. And so I was like, oh, I don't really know what to do. So I just kind of went all in on the lawn tools thing. And that's about the time, like it started taking off. And even when we got back to work after that six weeks, right when COVID started, um, I still, I just didn't have time. Like we were so far behind at that point. We were, you know, a, week, a month behind, a month and a half yeah. behind. So there was no gap. I used to film those videos in between patients here and there whenever I had time. And there was no in between patients because we were swamped. Um, and pretty much even still until now, we've just not really even caught back up so i just that one disappeared i just stopped uploading anything on that one and about the same time the lawn tools really took off which was more and i so yeah it was like the perfect storm because the lawn tools really started taking off started getting messages from like sponsorship sort of stuff and i was like well there's potential here and also then like i was like okay so i can get sponsorships for the lawn tools what about tiktok idog that's a bigger following but basically as a doctor you can't get paid by anybody without it being a conflict of interest. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so like not anybody, but I mean like, you know, contact lens companies or like any like stuff like that. Like anything I prescribe, sure. I can't be, you know, drug companies can't sponsor that. Like anyway, I guess there's, there's ways you can get around it and disclose that and all that sort of stuff. But it was a huge pain. And anyway, I was like, okay, we're going all in with the lawn tools and we're just going to like, forget about that one. Um, but that, yeah, it was fine. I thought about going back and uploading more, but, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> kind of over it. Yeah, I point. stumbled across. I stumbled across one of those videos well after I knew about your your lawn channel, and I I like did a double take. I'm like, wait, that's that lawn that's tools guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that was like before I even know like knew like your name. You yeah. know, like I wasn't really I wasn't in the social media game yet. That's so funny. I, you know, I I I was I cracked up. But sticking on the social media topic, dude. Like I, you're an animal. Uh, like you wake up super early, don't you? You probably go to bed super late. You just don't sleep. No, I go to bed uh, like, like 9.30. I try to be like getting to sleep. Yeah. Okay, so I get the kids to sleep and you go to sleep. Yeah. Like, So 
I mean, you upload to TikTok, Instagram, you do YouTube shorts. I mean, shooting one video and uploading all three of those, it takes time. Uh, your YouTube videos, I mean, editing, uploading, that, that's, a, that's a huge process. Like you have a, a wonderful family that loves you. you. You do philanthropy, which we'll touch on a little bit later, but like, how do you find the time to do this? And you, and you have a job. Right. So this, yeah, like when, when do you do all your editing <laughs> and your uploading and stuff like that? It's all in waking up early. I, I like when I was in optometry school, um, that was sort of an accident because in optometry school, it takes like three hours to see a patient. It's pretty ridiculous. I don't know why anybody goes there to see, to like get their eyes checked, but they do. And, <laughs> and so you're like, so it, that the, like you only have the option in, when you're in third year anyway, to see three patients a day, one in the morning, one like right after lunch, and then one from like three to six. So if you don't get that last patient and in Memphis, there was like a big joke because they were like, everybody takes the bus to get to the optometry school to get their eyes examined. So if it's really hot, they're going to skip their appointment. If it's really cold, they're going to skip their appointment. If it's raining, they're going to skip their appointment. If the weather's perfect, they're going to go to the park instead. And they're going to skip their appointment. So like basically there was literally like a 50% no show rate. Um, so it was like a coin flip, whether or not you were going to have a patient for any of those slots that you had available. So my buddy and I tried to work out after clinic and that lasted like a week. He, at one point didn't, he didn't think he was getting a patient. So he chugged his pre-workout. And if you've ever done that, like, you know, that stuff makes you itch like crazy. So he chugged his pre-workout and then right Jack after 3D. he chugged it, the staff doctor walked in and she said, um, you have a patient ready <laughs> or you have a patient upstairs. And he was like, Oh no. So he was in a three hour long eye exam feeling sick and like just sweating and antsy. Cause he had all that caffeine and everything. And he came into the gym like later on, like way later. He was like, we're not doing this anymore. He's like, we're going to start working out in the morning. And I was like, okay. So we just started working out like early in the morning before class. Um, and I ended up liking it. Like I've always been a little bit of a morning person, but like that was like what trained me into becoming more of a morning person. So I think I was waking up ooh, 5.30 maybe and then like trying to get up there at 6 maybe and we'd work out and start getting showered like 7.30 and go over to class at 8, something like that. So 5.30 might have been my time to wake up at that point. Um, then I got out of school and I just kept that up. I just I loved working out in the morning and so I kept up that same schedule for a while. Then basically as, as YouTube showed up, I figured I, I would, I didn't even have to like think about it. I was like, I know that this isn't going to happen in the evening. That's like family time and, and like marriage time. So I just added an extra 30 minutes before I started waking up at five. Um, how did I do that? Anyway, it just started like inching its way earlier and earlier as I wanted to get more and more done. So like now I'm up to three 45, I wake up at three 45 and try to like edit from four to like four fifty or whatever, and then drive to the gym, work out from five depending on what I have to do. Like I, like if I want to spray some stuff like I did in the morning, I'll work out until like six or six fifteen, then come home and I can spray or I can mow the green or whatever. Or I can wake up at three forty five, mow at four, because I do have lights on the mower, and then go work out. Like there's just like these time blocks where I like have options to do things. Um right. and then like after workout can come back and either edit more or if I have a video I'm finishing up or whatever and then go to work. And then not have to do anything little, in the evening. Those little increments aren't hard to, or are hard sometimes to to break. Like I started at six, and now I'm at five thirty, but I'd love to hit that five a.m. mark. Like I feel like that extra half an hour would do. I I can so much room for activities, right? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go do karate in the garage? Yeah. <laughs> but 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 you make a good point. Like the morning is the only time that you can control. That's, that's your time. So yeah. it's just your sacrifice of whether or not you want to get up or not. 
And no, clearly, no, unfortunately, I haven't figured that part you're... of my life out. <laughs> What's that? I haven't figured that part of my life out. I've tried to do the early morning workout or wake up and edit stuff, and it just doesn't last long. The but. I guess like the time you talk about time, Vince, and I've always had this thought that like you have a certain like you literally only have a limited amount of time, and that's like you could just think of that in a day because obviously you have to sleep at least some. Um, that's if you don't sleep, like your body's going to do it for you. Like, you know, so anyway, you have to sleep. Mm-hmm. So you have this chunk of time. And I always think of it like I've told my wife this so many times, because like on the weekend or say I have I actually have Fridays off. And so I get I get to do a lot of mowing on Fridays and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, but Fridays, for some reason, when people know you have a Friday off, that seems to be the day that everybody wants to move or set something up for the weekend or whatever it is. So people are going to ask you to come help them do whatever it is they're doing. And I always tell my wife, I'm like, yeah, someone else wants to steal my time. And it's like people stealing your time all the time. But my like my favorite thing about waking up at 345 in the morning is that nobody else is awake that wants to steal my time. Like nobody else asks because nobody else is awake. Um, <laughs> right. And so that's just what like it gets me through it. It's like, yep, like it's just me. And and I love driving to work out like early in the morning and there's nobody on the road. <laughs> like it's just, I, I like being the only person around. I, I'm that way about a lot of things. I like go to the theme park. I saw a calendar one time where it shows you like which days are the best to go because you don't want to go when it's really full, obviously to wait in line the whole time. And you, th- this is what the calendar said. You don't want to go when it's really empty because having at least a little bit of a crowd is more exciting, having the noise and people around and this sort of thing. It makes it, it makes it more exciting. And I'm like, Nope, I want to be the only person there. <laughs> it's way more exciting for me. If I'm just riding rides the whole time, I don't want to, I don't care about anybody else screaming and cheering. I want to be the only one there. Don't like, don't get it backwards. I want to go on a random Wednesday when everybody else is at work or in school. Like that's my that goal in life. <laughs> nice. At 4 a.m. We're going to start. <laughs> at 4 a.m. If they'll let me. Open it early. <laughs> well, hey, you, you you mentioned you you have to mow your green. So you've you've kind of transformed your backyard into a golf course. Um, or at least, you know, I'll let you talk about that. But then you also have a, an old golf course behind your house, right? Um, so no... Is, the old, well, kind of, it's not that far away. The kinda. old golf course is, sure. like, it's a few miles away, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, what, what are your plans? I know you have some big plans for golf course type stuff and, uh, philanthropy type stuff. Can you just kind of touch on some of that? I know you could probably talk all day about that, but you're right. Yeah. That's, that's another, that's another people. one where I say, okay, I can go on for hours. Go. <laughs> one yeah, minute. Go. <laughs> um, I guess the quick backstory on the golf course in my backyard is this, it's sort of evolved over time. Like it's just, we wanted to do something different and let's add something here and add something there. My brother is, he has a much better eye for that. Like he could have been a landscape architect for sure. Um, cause his vision for that sort of thing, I don't have it like, but he's like, Oh yeah, you could put this here and this here, whatever. And it always turns out great. And I'm like, I don't know how you can see that, but it worked out perfect. And it was his idea to do the, the rough. If you've seen, I have like a three inch tall rough all around this ditch, um, that goes like around the backside of my yard or the middle of my mm-hmm. yard now. Cause I expanded on the other side and he's the one that built the wooden bridge that goes over that ditch. We built a rock bed in there, which looks really cool did these grass bridges that go over that ditch. Um, there's all kinds of cool stuff and cool features in there. And the, again, just golf course just evolved over time. So now there are two greens. We started out with just one. There's a second green. Uh, when we added the whole Tahoma 31 section, added another green in that side. So 
So now we have two greens and they play from like a little bit different area. You can play to one um, from like in the yard and then out in the field. They have 18 acres outside of my yard. So we have tee boxes set up out there and we can hit to the greens from out in the field, kind of toward my house, which is something I've learned that say, in the future hey. I probably don't want to do. <laughs> um, so that's the current golf, backyard golf course. Um, the future plans there's a couple of different so like future plans for house we are planning on moving uh, i don't know if that looks like it's going to be next year i don't know if that's going to be five years i i just don't know partially because weird stuff going on with the economy and inflation and i'm not convinced there's not going to be some like insane black swan event right over like the next but within the next even six months or something so i don't know we'll see but anyway, we're just kind of playing it by ear. <laughs> Whenever we move out there to a bigger spot where it's we're going to have more like 50 acres. And uh, on that spot, there's a big pond um, in the perfect location where I could build a green kind of as a peninsula sort of into the pond. And there's a big hill behind the pond. Nice. And then I could do a 350-yard golf hole. So one fairway, one 350-yard fairway going to one big green. So that's kind of another thing that I've learned is that like there's no point to have two separate greens like they're pretty much connected now. So it's kind of like one big green, but it's just far enough. That's sort of annoying to have to like go around. Anyway, sure. one big green would be better. So like one big fairway. Cause now I have like a few different ones and that's a pain. If I could take care of one big one, that's really nice. And then do tea boxes and do like, you know, probably eight. If I have one, two and like on either side of the fairway, getting farther and farther away. And then one, the ninth hole being on the other side of the pond. So you're hitting over the water for the last hole. Oh. Um, so I've got it all planned out in my head and that one I'm super excited about. Um, so that's like the, the house plan. So like for, from going to this, you know, backyard golf course to my like big dream backyard golf course. But uh, you're talking about philanthropy and the big dream goal. I'm not sure exactly what to call it would be to have a mentorship camp of some sort, incorporating golf and incorporating turf care because that's just what I do. And I think it's pretty cool. And I can draw a lot of lessons from like my hobby of working out turf care, you know, and life in general and growing as a man. So the location of that is unclear and also doesn't really matter because I could just as easily do it in my backyard now, or I could do it any random gym. Like there's a handful of different places I've thought about doing it, but I thought it would be cool. Like at some point in the future, if I had a bajillion dollars, like to, to buy the old dilapidated golf course and, and that's easier said than done because there's like so many different lawsuits going on with that thing that he, they can't even sell it if they wanted to. And, and they're borderline, like they're just crazy. Like it's, it's a long, long, long story, <laughs> but um, it's not as easy as just like writing a check and saying, yes, we'll buy it. Like mm -hmm. we'll take it because someone would have bought it by now um, and probably developed it. Um, but it's just sitting there in the same shape mm -hmm. as the golf course, but just a lot of, a lot of it's overgrown and the homeowners that live there are mowing big parts of it, just trying to keep, you know, like animals and snakes out of their, <laughs> out of their houses. Um, so anyway, having some kind of a mentorship camp where I guess I just have a heart for guys that don't have the same upbringing that I have been lucky enough to have. And research shows that the number of meaningful adult relationships in a young person's life, man or woman, but a young person's life is like the number one determiner of success. Um, and so just creating those, creating those opportunities for other adults to come in and mentor kids if they also have a heart for that. 
um, but just a place where kids can come and just feel more comfortable talking about stuff and just get, having like group sessions where you can talk about stuff that I never felt like I got the opportunity to talk about. Like it was, a, you know, sort of voodoo to be a guy and like want to talk about things because that's not what you do in the 90s and in the early 2000s when you're a, a man, you know, like we're supposed to be tough and blah, blah, blah. But um, I think our, our whole generation is shifting away from that a bit and learning that it's that's not how it has to be it's not like if you don't like football well then you're not a man like i don't even know what's wrong with you and and if you don't eat meat then you're not a man because <laughs> yeah <laughs> point, point to yourself yeah. anyway uh, <laughs> no I, I never really felt like i don't know i guess i've never had that level of insecurity i never really cared um but just creating opportunities for um guys to have fun, a place to have fun and learn new skills and learn new things, but also to be able to like make lifelong friends and connect with mentors to have opportunities to do anything they want in life. That's incredible. Um, I think that's, it's a huge topic um, that we could talk about and we might have to talk about um, in future podcasts is, um, you know, what, what is manlyhood or what is, you know, all these things, like, why can't we talk about these things? And, um, you know, that kind of circles, that kind of brings us into the next topic of why we're all wearing the same polo today. Uh, the turf dad polo. It's not just is, coincidence. Is that what is you're a, saying? <laughs> this is a, a long moment. I just guy. wear this all the time. These are amazing polos. Um, but you know, they're, they're made by forefathers. And if you caught one of our latest episodes, we talked about our partnership with forefathers and what our vision is with that. So, you know, after this episode, go back and take a listen to that, kind of hear us on it. But uh, we mentioned that Jordan was also going to be a part of it. And we kind of want to hear Jordan's reasons of why he is joining forefathers in that movement and how it piggybacks to, you know, his, his goals that he wants to have uh, within his life and using his platform to be able to succeed and achieve. Yeah. So that was, so Nick um, is one of the guys at forefathers and I don't know, I guess maybe he runs the Instagram page. I'm not, because that's this who I connected with when I messaged and said, Hey, I like what you're doing. Would you like to do what we're doing together and whatever? <laughs> and uh, Nick messaged me back and we ended up on a phone call and talking for like a couple hours one day. Um, and it was just so easy. Like the conversation was just so effortless because um, he's just easy to talk to. And just because you have like similar goals, it's just sort of everything clicks and it's like, man, this makes so much sense. Um, but Nick, like it, it is, it was, when I first started like messaging him like, Hey, like that's a cool polo. I could help you sell those. And I could probably make some commission money. Like, is there a way we could set up a program and do something like that? And they, Oh, well we kind of already starting something like that. And I was like, well, great. How can I get involved And in this? But the conversation took a turn for the, I mean, a positive turn um, pretty quick because I figured out that it wasn't just about polos um, for Nick and Jake. Like I, 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 we have a series I, I did and I still want to do more of them, but like we, where people come play golf in the backyard and there's one guy that was really good at golf. If you saw any of those, but most of the people who come on there are not good at golf. One guy is like literally fried, like he's scarred his upper, his upper third of his body from getting electrocuted by 10,000 volts of electricity. Wow. He's like, yeah, I'm not sure if I can even swing a golf club. And so I look dead in the camera and say, don't worry. Like every episode is my favorite line. They say, don't worry. This has nothing to do with golf because it has everything to do with, the story 
golf is just because I have a golf course in my backyard and it's just an excuse to get together and have fun and, and, and in a way that we can start a conversation while we're out there golfing. Um, so to me, like he never said that, but I kind of felt like Nick was sort of saying like, Hey, this has nothing to do with polos mm-hmm. and everything to do with being a dad. And I was like, you know, it just really resonated with me because I felt that. And then at the same time, Vince and I were in a group of, a group of guys that were going through this book. Um, and we had, t- we had talked about like, Hey, we should like take this to the masses. Like we should do something bigger and not just keep this private to ourselves. Like this is something really cool that could be helpful for dads all over the place. So then I was like, okay, what do we do? A Facebook group? We had talked about this, like the exact same conversation. I was like, yeah, Facebook group. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Like if you're in a, if you're in a Facebook group, you might, you get it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, that would work. And effectively like almost everyone's on Facebook. So it's accessible and you're right there. You're already on Facebook. And so it's, it, it's probably the best, but I, I didn't like it. Um, so when this came up and Nick and Jake were talking about doing something a little bit different with forefathers and had even had a vision for doing, you know, like the barstool sports of dads, I was like, well, I kind of would love to do the barstool sports of dads. Like, <laughs> and can we do the barstool sports of dads together? Like that would be really cool. Um, and making it something meaningful. And I don't know. I don't think you guys really talked about it because Jake was on um, that interview that you did the last one where we actually talked about forefathers and interviewed Jake and Nick. But when we had our little conference meeting call here, did you guys feel like there were a couple of times that Nick was almost in tears because yeah. the level of passion that he has, he for just can't project, find the words like, for it. Sometimes it's amazing. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> he can't get it out, but he like, you can feel oh, yeah. the passion. Um, so it's going to be super cool. And we're right now trying to figure out like, okay, what does the content look like? Um, what are the questions? Like, how do we start discussion and all that sort of fun stuff? But it's, it's, I think really, really close. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. And I'm excited to get in touch with everybody else, like my audience and people who have messaged me and said, Hey, like, I really appreciate the stuff that you're doing, you know, that's deeper that you're talking about dad stuff and talking about being in relationship with your family and all that sort of stuff. People, people really mm-hmm. do like that. And they message me and it, YouTube has been interesting because YouTube has been growing. And like you said, 72,000 followers, it's like 20,000 of those have come in the last like two mm-hmm. months or something. Oh. So tick or, uh, or YouTube shorts, has kind of gone nuts and that's what's led to all that none of those people are watching the the longer videos my views on youtube are going way down the human attention span is getting shorter because of things like tiktok and instagram reels and people are watching less youtube Mm -hmm. it's happening like before my very eyes literally over the last few months like i'm seeing it in real time um so anyway youtube views are going down but there are those like couple thousand people that will watch pretty much any youtube video that i put up and those are the people that are actually <laughs> those are the people that are actually resonating with that content and the stuff that actually means something when I talk about it instead of just like oh I'm spraying something else on my right. lawn or whatever like but so that's I, I I don't know I feel like I'm shifting a little bit and like I'm not that motivated to just make like random YouTube videos anymore I want them all to mean more um, but it would also be really cool if it was all in one place like if it was all there then I could connect with those followers on a deeper level personally instead of just like trying to do it one-sided uh through the camera um and i know that like that's the same for probably everybody that creates stuff as you'd love to create your uh connect with your audience on a much deeper level but it's kind of hard when it's just like a comment here and a comment there you don't really get right and it's like aaron's not the only one that is dealing with depression or um you know we're not the only ones seeking to talk about these 
difficult topics and time management or, um, you know, how, how do we fit, how do, how do we be, you know, not to talk about the, the other book again, but you guys should read the intentional father, but how do we be an intentional father, intentional husband? How do we do everything? Be the, the do it all dad and keep things sane in our own brains. So this is, this is going to be an awesome opportunity that we can help moderate, but just provide that hub for, for dads to come and just feel like they can talk, meet other people who have the same issue that might have a tip or trick that can help them that day. I, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be amazing. And um, if you guys like, like Jordan said, if you guys could see Nick's face uh, during our, our conversations, man, it's, it's, it's no joke. It's going to be awesome. So to switch gears just a little bit, and we're going to talk about some equipment because Jordan, you have, I'm going to say you own a golf course because you basically do. <laughs> Um, and it's pretty much all Toro, right? You pretty much all run all Toro equipment. Pretty close. So pretty close, and probably more so even in like the next year. Like it's anyway. Oh, we'll there see. you go. So if you're not subscribed oh, to his mm. channel, make sure you subscribe because, I mean, that's that's a that's a teaser right there. So, um, yeah. what is your favorite piece of equipment right now? Ah, man. The hover mower. I was going to say, that's not, is that even Toro? <laughs> that's not Toro though. You can't say that. The, is it, it is a Toro hover know. pro. I didn't know yeah, that. it is a hover pro. They don't oh. make them anymore, but the turf, they had a couple used ones at the like pro turf products where I get. So is that, stuff. sorry, um, is that weed trip, like, a, like no, weed whacker string weed whacker. underneath of it? Okay. Yep. 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 So it's like real tough weed whacker string under there. And a lot of people commented on that video and, you know, oh, mine had a metal blades or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, mine doesn't. I don't know what to say. To Can that. you like, adjust you know, like, like the height yes, of the, the weed whacker part of it? Yeah. Yep. So there are three different heights where you can put that, that weed whacker string through. But there's also on the bottom of mine, I have the black high height of cut kit. If you take that off, it'll oh. drop down, I don't hmm. know, an inch or something like that. So then you have so in theory, six different heights of cut you could. That's cool. Better than my lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, back to your favorite piece of lawn equipment. Um. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's funny because like, there's so many different pieces that are used for different things. Like, um, I I do love riding on my triplex. Asterisk. Like it. It is old, and the cutting units are not great. So that's sort of the next thing I'm trying to figure out what I want to do uh, because the robot mowers were doing a good job um, talking about going more Toro next year. Hint, hint, um, <laughs> you know, they're not doing as good a job anymore. So I've been mowing with the triplex, which was, which is a lot of fun. And it's been fun the whole time I've had it, but it, it, the cutting units are older and they can't adjust them. Like I had a guy come out and work on it. He's like, yeah, I can't really do much with these. They're just mm. sort of worn out and there's some give. And so they're not perfectly consistent. So they don't cut perfectly. And so I'm like, like, it's just, I would love for it to be a nice clean cut and it's okay. But that, if that was cutting great, that would definitely be my favorite piece of equipment. I mean, it probably still is, even though it's not cutting great, it's just so much fun to drive. Um, but it's, you know, it's just like, oh, it's got this one problem. And then I do love the electric Greensmaster flex however again not without its problem like that one needs worked on too i bought that one used i bought two of them 
and it's having it, it like will work for 15 or 20 minutes and then when it gets warmed up it'll just oh, stop working so i have to like turn it off yeah. and leave it for a while yep yeah exactly that computer error and so i'm gonna send that in i people have commented on what i've put up videos of that and they're like oh that's an easy fix and so i'm like i hope to, i hope it is but i don't have time and they don't have time like the pro turf products they're way behind on maintenance because all, every golf course needs all their stuff worked on all the time. So I'm going to send it in over the winter and they can keep it for months until they finally get to it when I don't need to mow with it. So like, that's the plan is whenever I have, whenever I can stop mowing grass, I'll send in like a handful of different pieces and say, take your time. Like <laughs> you can actually work on this stuff, get it working really well for next year. And then the triplex, I'm working on something um, with that, not with that unit. I'll probably trade that one in on something different. Um, which then that will be my favorite piece of equipment for sure. But to, to be revealed at a later date, <laughs> so many teasers out there. <laughs> so yeah, it's tough to pick one favorite when they're all just used for so many different things. Cause I use the hover mower for the rough, the Toro E-Flex for cutting the greens early in the morning. I have my old greens master that I'm like emotionally connected to. Cause that's when I painted, you know, bright green and it glows in a black light or whatever. And so I don't, I use that one more of like a scalp mower now and I have my Greensmaster 1026, which is amazing. Like absolutely like that's, that's gotta be close second to the triplex. I don't like it cuts hmm. so nice. So it cuts great. The triplex is yeah. just fun to like is anyway, it's hard to describe. I guess you'd have to, you need to come, you both need to come. Drive well, we should, to especially before you, before, before I, you move, before I trade it in. Right. Yeah, <laughs> or we'll just wait till you get the new one, and then we'll. <laughs> yeah, you, you sold go. you sold the new one to us already, so we'll wait. <laughs> well, right, yeah, I do want. <laughs> I'm I'm super intrigued on that electric reel mower. I I do want to go electric for with with my reel mowing, um, and I just feel like that'd be things awesome. It looks cool, but no, I love it. I love how quiet. Like, there's another topic. Like, manly man. Like, I've literally gotten comment. I had a comment. A guy commented on my video and said, be a real man, use a gas oh, he commented motor. on mine too. <laughs> there you go. And I'm sure that everybody gets it. But I was just like, how in the world did you just associate your manhood to the type of engine that powers your lawnmower? And it blew, like, it's so sad and so dumb all at the same time. You're just like, I want to yell at you, but you have uh, bigger problems in your life. Like, I just, it was, I, I just didn't know how to take that. And I was just kind of blown away. How in the world? But that is, you know, toxic masculinity or whatever you want to call it. Like, it doesn't matter. But that's the kind of idiocracy that's out in the world. Like, no, only gas, electric, <laughs> bad. Because it's become political yeah. or whatever. But I love all of my electric right. equipment because it's so maintenance-free. Right. It's quiet. <laughs> it's quiet. I can mow at 4 a.m. and nobody else even knows. Like, there's so many benefits, and people are just like, no, it's electric. I'm not living in Biden's America and whatever. I literally have heard that, too. Like, it's – and I'm like, all right, that's fine. You don't have to. Like, I'll keep using mine. I, mean, I don't I think... care. <laughs> and I, I don't have anything against gas. Like, I can – I have gas stuff, too. Right. It, I don't know. Like, it, I don't – I think my biggest anyway, thing of wanting – electric other than it's being quiet is that when i run an electric mower i don't i come inside and i don't stink like gas and i'm hugging my girls and i'm playing with my girls and i don't have to go run and change real quick and then they smell like gas fumes i just i get finished mowing i come in i hug them and they don't stink it's it's wonderful that's mm -hmm. that's like probably the number True. one reason why i want electric that's what, I need an electric snowblower for the winter because my snowblower oh, yeah. is terrible. I mean, that's the smell of it. So, yeah, <laughs> it's really bad. 
All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode with Jordan, the right tool. Um, thank you so much for joining with us, uh, Jordan. Thank you for sharing your life story and, and how you got started in YouTube. I think it's awesome. I'm excited to see um, all these teasers that you gave us. I'm excited to see them come to come to life on YouTube and TikTok and all that good stuff. So if you guys aren't already subscribed to him, go subscribe to his channel. Follow him on TikTok, on um on Instagram and scroll back a little bit. Go back to go back to the the old school lawn tools and and watch some of those videos and see where they really came from because you know some things that we see on social media looks like it just happens overnight and it doesn't. So go back, take a look at them. You're going to enjoy every video. Um also just throwing it out there, we have a merch store of the Lawn Feed swag and we are throwing a coupon code to you guys. Brad 15 gets you 15% off on our store. That's any item in the store. It's 15% off Brad 15. So make sure you follow along. Make sure you go check out our swag. And until the next time, we'll see you later. See you guys.